Welcome to Skills for Life, a podcast about high-demand jobs that are shaping future opportunities. This show is brought to you by the North Shore Schools Foundation. I'm Kira Dorian, your host and a North Shore mom. Let's get started. Today on the show, I get to speak with John Pollard, who is a first officer with Alaska Airlines. And apparently what that means is he's a co-pilot. So, John, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate being here. I am really excited to talk to you. This is a field I think that lots of people want to know more about. I certainly do. So tell me a little bit about what you do and what's it like to be a co-pilot. Yeah, absolutely. So on any um, airplane that you fly on commercially, there's usually a captain and a first officer, and I'm that first officer. Most of the roles between the captain and the first officer we share, the captain is the final authority to making decisions, but um, we both fly the plane, we plan the flights, we take into account things like performance and weather, and our goal is to always get our passengers to the destination safely. What does it mean to plan a flight? Tell me what that means. Yeah, absolutely. We have essentially three people that do the flight planning. We have a dispatcher, which is somebody that works in an office at our headquarters, and they are usually the ones that do most of the footwork. They um, put together a briefing packet, which has all our weather, like the route we're going to fly, the wind, any you know minor maintenance issues with the airplane, things like that. Then they send that packet to us. We get it digitally. We review it. And then we just confirm that everything in that packet is acceptable per how we see the situation. We see the, the you know um, events of the day going. And if there's no problem, then we fly that flight plan and we um, basically do it how the dispatcher has suggested. And if we see anything that should be different, like we need to, say, add more fuel or actually we'd rather fly this other way around the weather or something like that, we'll call the dispatcher in between the three of us. You know, we'll change the flight plan. Got it. Wow. I guess, you know, I take for granted when I get on a plane <laughs> that all of that yeah. is happening in the background. That's really right, interesting. Right. So tell me, like, what kind of what kind of person wants to fly planes? How did you get here? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So I didn't really set out to become a, um, an airline pilot. Initially, like I didn't even go to college after high school, for example, which is something that is will definitely give you a competitive advantage in our field. But essentially how it went is I got a job that I didn't really, well, I thought it was going to be a great job. I didn't really like it that much. And I thought, gosh, what else could I do? I don't want to work in an office for the rest of my career. So I went down to the airport and I did what's called an introductory flight. And I went up with an instructor and I flew for about an hour. And I thought, man, this is so cool. I want to pursue this. Like, this is the job I want to do for the rest of my life. And that's where my journey kind of started. Wow, that is really cool. Okay, so what happened after that? Like, how did you get from there to being a co-pilot for Alaska? So I just started taking lessons after I get off work at, you know, 3 or 4 p.m. And I'd, I'd drive to the airport and I'd do a lesson a couple times a week. And I got my private pilot's license. I got my instrument rating. I got my commercial license. And then I went out into the workforce and I started working. And, and there are a ton of cool jobs in this field. I'll tell you just about a few of the ones that I did. I started by flying skydivers, like just flying skydivers up. People jump out of the plane. And then you fly the plane back down, pick up another load and do it again. What? Also, <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. a really fun job. And then I did some other jobs when I started out. Like I used to tow those big sky signs you see if you're if you've ever been to the beach like in California or Florida or even sometimes over downtown Seattle, you'll see like a big twelfth man flag or um you know, a flag uh advertising like a restaurant, you know, a big banner. Um I used to tow those signs and that's kind of where my career started. 
But eventually what I ended up doing is uh, I became a bush pilot and I traveled to Southwest Africa to a country called Namibia and I flew to safari camps. And that was a really fun job. I got to um, you know travel a little bit and see the world. Eventually I ended up coming back to the state of Alaska and I flew bush planes, like float planes. Like if you've ever been to, if you've ever driven by Kenmore Air, you've probably seen some airplanes like that. Those are the planes I flew in Alaska. After doing that for a little while, I went to a regional airline called Horizon Air, which is actually a part of Alaska Airlines. And I flew um, big turboprops and then eventually I flew small jets. And then after four years of doing that, I was hired by Alaska Airlines to fly the Airbus. Wow. Wow. That is so cool. That was not at all the answer I was expecting to that question. That is really (laughs) awesome. Thank you. Wow. Okay. So I'm curious, like how you see this industry transforming over the next five to 10 years, because as our students are kind of coming out into the workplace, what do you think it's going to look like? I'm sure things are very different post pandemic as well. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so I'll tell you right now, the industry is facing a huge pilot shortage. And as time goes, it's only getting worse. So it's really, or maybe I should say better for pilots. It's a really good time to get into the industry. Everyone is hiring right now. Salaries are coming up. And you know, as time goes, more and more of the senior pilots are retiring. And there aren't a lot of younger people to backfill those positions. So it's a really in-demand job right now. Wow, that's really good to know, especially for people that are maybe thinking about it. I have I have yeah. a couple questions about just like the life of a of a co-pilot. So, I guess my first question is, so I used to be an actress and okay. doing that and like, you know, watching this thing when I was a kid that I loved and then getting to be in it kind of ruined it for me a little bit, <laughs> like behind sure. the curtain. So, I'm kind of curious being up in the air all the time, has it continued to be this kind of wondrous experience for you or does that shift and change as it becomes your day-to-day routine? Yeah, that's a great question. So, I will tell you that initially when you start flying, it is it is very magical. It's like this really special experience especially if that's, you know, kind of your passion. Over time, it does become a little bit more routine. And there are some drawbacks to the job. Like tonight, for example, I'm flying a flight to Fairbanks that leaves at 11 p.m. So sometimes flying those, you know, night flights, like backside of the clock stuff isn't great. Sometimes waking up very early in the morning isn't my favorite. Um, You know, and there are difficulties in the job too, like when you're dealing with long delays, terrible weather, it can be challenging particularly at, at, you know, at the end of a long day. So there are things that aren't always great about the profession, but truthfully, for the most part, I still really enjoy it. There's not, um, those drawbacks aren't enough to take, you know, the things that made flying special for me away. Right. So, okay. So what do you love about it? There's just something about operating an aircraft when you have a difficult day that you're dealing with and you have 200 people sitting behind you Getting those people to their destination safely is really satisfying for me. Like doing the job well is really satisfying for me. So there's just something about showing up, dealing with hard problems and kind of conquering those problems and getting everyone where they need to go comfortably and safely. That gives me a huge amount of satisfaction. Mm, I love that. I love that. I know we were chatting a little bit before we hit record and you mentioned you have two little kids. How is it having a family and being a co-pilot? That can be challenging. Before I had kids, it was a little bit easier because I just left. My wife is very independent and she, you know, went about her life and I came back and we picked back up and everything, 
you know, it was, it was like I was never gone. But now with the kids, it is a little bit more challenging. I do really miss my kids when I'm away. Um, and sometimes I'm away for up to four days at a time. And that's hard, you know, because I do want to be home every day. So that for me is probably the biggest drawback of the profession, just that I don't get to spend every day with my kids, you know. Mm-hmm. When you're home, though, I assume you're fully home. Right. So that is one of the perks, you know, um, pilots don't work, you know, by conventional standards, pilots don't work a ton. I oftentimes have, you know, 15 days off a month. And those are 15 days where I'm home and completely dedicated to my family. I don't bring my work home with me. That's very cool. There are not a lot of professions left like that. So I love hearing that. So if students are interested in pursuing this line of work, if parents are hearing this and thinking, wow, I think my kiddo would really enjoy that. What can they be doing right now? Who should they be following or organizations they should be looking into? What kind of classes should they be focusing on taking that's maybe going to give them an edge as they come into this profession? What advice do you have for them? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think taking science classes and being scientifically literate is is a huge plus, you know, being good at math, having an interest in engineering, things like physics, that will help you transition into the profession more easily. And then the, the other thing I would say, you know, if you're interested in becoming a pilot, just being around the aviation community is going to expose you to a lot of careers, a lot of other pilots, people who are interested in aviation or maybe taking flight lessons. And that's a great way to, to learn about it because you'll be talking to people who are just passionate about this career and they will just by having those social connections, you'll learn a lot. When I was a kid, I loved going to fly-ins. You know, uh, they're basically like meetups where a bunch of airplanes fly in and pilots talk and hang out. There's a really great one up in Arlington every year in the summer, if that's something that interests you. And if you can just work at the airport fueling airplanes or have some sort of connection to that community, I I think it'll really do you a, a lot of service as far as getting into the profession. I will talk about just a few programs. There is a program called the Civil Air Patrol, which is an auxiliary branch of the Air Force. You can start as young as 12, and it's a great way to learn about aviation and build leadership skills. It may also be worth looking into the Air Force if you think that's a path that might fit you well. I love flying RC planes, radio-controlled planes. That was one of my passions when I was a kid, and that was one thing that really helped me get into the profession, helped me learn about the science of flying. And then the one thing I, I, in addition to this, that I'll mention is that there are a lot of training programs that would be worth looking into that the airlines essentially sponsor. They're called ab initio programs. And basically airlines will either pay for a portion of your training or you go to their program and you start training from scratch or start training from having a private pilot's license onward. Now, the caveat with these programs is you have to commit to flying for that airline if you use their program. So I'll tell you, like at Alaska Airlines, we have a partnership with Hillsborough Aviation Academy. And essentially, you agree to fly for our regional subsidiary, Horizon Air. And the company will give you a $25,000 training stipend. And they will also um, mentor you through the program. They'll, They'll, you know, a pilot from Horizon Air or from Alaska Airlines will stay in contact with you and help you get through those training programs, answer questions, things like that. Wow, that is so helpful. And so many of those things I have never heard of before, like a fly-in. I'd never heard of that. That's really, that's really neat. Yeah, yeah. fly-ins are, are so fun because you will meet so many people. You'll see so many airplanes 
companies will bring their products, you know, their aviation headsets or their their new engine or whatever it might be, and you'll be able to learn about all these really interesting things. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Yeah. Okay, I have one last question, and it is possibly the most important. Sure. I'm curious how I can get bumped up from coach to first. <laughs> like, what that's is the gr- secret there, John? <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> well, being part of a mileage uh, program, you know, a frequent flyer <laughs> program definitely helps. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you're awesome. <laughs> Truthfully, something to consider is you can just go up and ask, you know, if you if you um, just go up to the counter and ask if there's any extra seats in first class, that is something uh, they will probably consider. Yes. It may not surprise you to know that I have tried that and failed. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, John, thank you so much. This was so fascinating. I particularly just never gave much thought to the way that pilots pilot outside of airlines. You know, the idea of like flying banners. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, what did you call it? Bush flights and all. I mean, that's yeah, just a whole yeah. world I had never thought about. So thank you so much for just cracking open this conversation for me and for all of our listeners. It was a pleasure to speak with you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. We hope you'll join us again. And remember to hit subscribe to be notified about upcoming episodes. Join the conversation on our Facebook page, Build Skills for Life. That's Build Skills, the number four, and then the word life. To learn more about the North Shore Schools Foundation, visit us at northshoreschoolsfoundation.org. Thanks for listening.